about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> hey. 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 Ladies, gentlemen, dogs and cats, welcome to Who Cares? This is an animal-centric episode. We have the world-famous Jack Hanna on the show, and he's got (laughs) snakes. He's got a rabbit. He's got a raccoon and a coon hound. Uh, Not really. He's not on the show. He's doing um, the Tonight Show again this week, so we couldn't book him. Mm. But if you're an animal (laughs) fan, have we got an episode for you? And even if you're not an animal fan, like just lean into the wisdom and the words of our amazing guest, Kelly Irene Corson. We've known her for (laughs) years and years. We are huge fans of hers. She's a creative person, talented musician, wise soul of Brooklyn. She's seen it all. She's heard it all. And now she's uh, an entrepreneur, business owner, Training your dogs Um, in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, an amazing dog trainer. And she's training Peggy. And uh, she spent a lot of time in our home today. Oh, my. I mean, literally, we probably should pay her more based on how much time she spent with us today. Yeah. She trained (laughs) Peggy really good. We learned a lot of cool stuff. She trained Peggy real good. Yeah. And then... um, Mm -hmm. She went out, had a break, and then she came back and recorded this podcast with her. So that's right. It's totally changed Ross into a different person. Uh, entire... I'm making. I'm making fun of you. I know. I said uh, she trained Prague real good. Prague. Man, I am. I'm Ooh. worn out. I'm worn out from the training. He cooked. Yeah. It is exhausting. Yeah. Peggy is uh, our favorite being, and uh, thank <laughs> God we've got somebody to help us make her even better. That's right. You know? Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying, man? Man. Do I look so stoned? Because yeah. I'm starting look, to feel stoned. You look so stoned, man. Dude, man. Dude, man. Uh, well, so take a listen. Put this in your ears. You're trying to toss to the show already? I wanted to chat more. You look so tired. I thought you didn't want to chat. Well, we. I, I just want people to know that this episode is also about chasing your dreams oh yes and changing okay. and changing your life when your life is no longer serving yes you. that's not this is not just about we love dogs this is about people like i want to be happier i want to be joyous i want to be free yeah. in my life and sometimes that takes big risks yeah like i am a person i used to have a lot of money <laughs> I don't know if you've heard this I before. I used to make a lot of money. And then I said. He had the money. Okay. Yeah. And then I said, you know what? Fuck the money. I want to be happy. I want to be a comedian because that's what I wanted to do since I was a little baby boy. My little inner child wanted to make the funnies, make the ha And then he was like, tears of a clown. Yeah. I'm poor but i make people laugh i'm sad but i'm also happy yeah and then i was like (laughs) i'm gonna quit this high paying work and just go for my dreams and and so now i need to meet people who have also done that who are happy who are making it work uh and it's just good to hear somebody talk about how how much how hard she works yes um but how rewarding it is Mm -hmm. um and but also self-care too that like she doesn't want to burn out on this job that brings her so much joy. So she has to 
take breaks like intentionally. Yeah. We talked, uh, talked about money and how to talk about money. Uh, not that any big solutions were made, but it's, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's just a good episode. There if he you, goes prefacing it again. There he goes. If you have we really issues. Get, we don't get anywhere with We it, don't you solve know? a single thing. <laughs> Nothing gets solved. <laughs> But it's all good fodder. It's good. Oh just my God. Stop with the qualifying, hun. The point, I'm trying to get to a point here. Hun. What's your point? Just that uh, I loved, I love talking, talking with Kelly and, uh, you know, we all, I don't know what I was going to say. You really threw me off oh, track. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't think you're really apologizing, but apology accepted. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we love this woman. We love each other. We love our dog. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you wanted to cover before I try to segue again? I don't know. I was curious how you've been. You know. <laughs> no, we're good. I mean, I've been anxious and I have to tell you, um, this dog's, this dog, <laughs> this job that Kelly's doing sounds very appealing for yeah. somebody with anxiety. Like, I don't want to deal with humans. Let me deal with dogs who... Maybe it's, I'm sure you can get frustrated with these animals, but like at the end of the day, we're just feeding off each other's energies. You know what I mean, man? But I assume you're also interfacing a lot with other people, you know? Me? No, like as a dog trainer. Well, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Walker. But like humans are second though, I feel like, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean, Peg? Humans are second. Uh, Yeah. Uh, All right, Peg, get on the mic. She She wants to talk, I think. Hi, I'm Peg. Um, you've heard a lot about me so far. Um, maybe this is not what you expected my voice to sound like, but here it is. I know that I look and act younger, but I am a woman of a certain age. And uh, I have quit smoking. I started vaping. And uh, now you heard the scuttle with that. It's a bunch of bullshit. Um, but yes, Kelly was here earlier. I do like her. Uh she is making my parents do a lot of stuff with me. I do like games. You'll probably hear about that. Um, I love games. I love food. Uh, I love vapes, but I got to give that up. And um, I love my dog bed, mostly. Uh, I love my dog bed. And uh, I like treats a lot. Um I really like my parents when they give me treats. Uh, I've had some parents in the past, uh, not these, that uh, didn't really understand that about me. They didn't understand my energy. They didn't understand my treats. And um, it does feel like these parents are really getting a good idea of what I'm into. And Kelly has helped a lot with that. So um, that's me. I'm Peg. I'm signing off, okay? Wow. That was a Peg, you're so sweet. Oh, she's gone back into her crate. She just wanted to deliver she just wanted a to, monologue. She just, she, just, she just wanted to clue us into like what was going on. Yeah, and I thought that was so adorable how she had an unlit cigarette in her paw. Like yeah. she quit. Well, that's helping her quit. Yeah. Because it's about an oral fixation for her. Yeah. I thought for sure she's gonna say, You don't mind if I smoke in here. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to quit. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're going to have to do a whole episode with Peg sometime. <laughs> well, 
We uh, need to know about her life in Georgia yeah. before she got to us. I'm gonna make. A, I'm gonna drop some interview questions for her, and we'll we'll find out. <laughs> uh, but for now, please do enjoy this episode with our friend Kelly Irene Corson of Hustle Pups NYC. We're on like hour four of hanging out right now with <laughs> Kelly Irene Corson. Do you hate us and do you want out of this apartment no, as soon as possible? No, you have windows and my apartment doesn't. So I feel like okay. I'm really being reborn. Right, and we don't, ha- we don't have seven dogs in our apartment yes. either. So. No, you don't have seven <laughs> dogs in your apartment. Yeah. I can walk safely from room to room. And oh. Peggy, Peggy is, you've exhausted our dog. She is in her crate, fully is. asleep. Yeah. She went right in. Uh, so yeah, we, so this is, you got here at two thirty or 1230. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's now like. 3.30, I assume, almost 3.30, uh, long day of dog training with expert dog trainer Kelly Irene Corson. Thank you for just hanging in there with us today. It's <laughs> cool. Uh, all I really talk about is dogs. I haven't gotten to the part in my career where like I'm like, you know what? I need jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> you would be very good at that, I feel really? like. Yeah. I don't, it seems like a lot of dog trainers go that route. They're like, I need this in my life. Yeah. Like, Let's just talk about dogs all day. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of comedians that get into jujitsu also. Really? Yeah. Because mm. like, there's like a whole trend. Sex appeal. <laughs> Is that? Uh, Shiny shaven Everybody bodies. gets like. Uh, no, I'm joking. I, I was like more saying like oh another thing that would not be attractive about a comedian mm. dressing chub- schlubby and getting into jujitsu i just think of the <laughs> ringworm because r- jujitsu <laughs> jujitsu is a uh, it's like a, a ground sport you know you're wrestling on the ground Sweaty. oh it is a yeah. lot of ringworm yeah, a lot of ringworm Oh, gross. Didn't really yeah. think about that part, but <laughs> thanks for bringing it to our attention. Here we are. But both of you are like pretty uh oh god i don't know how to say this yeah, stuff what? without sounding like an asshole Tough chicks, couple of tough chicks here. (laughs) I'll take it. Uh, And I am outnumbered. um, But you both are, you've talked, Ross, you've talked about maybe boxing one day. Yeah, I, after um, the Brett Kavanaugh uh, thing, oh, little bark from Peg in her crate, letting us know she's there. Um, I found an all female boxing gym because I just was like, so upset and traumatized that I felt yeah. like I needed to punch things, yeah. but also not be around any men whatsoever. So if you're interested, there's a great one on uh, in Harlem, which is so far away, which is why I only ever made it once. But <laughs> I know, I'm like, not worth it. But man, it's it was such a great experience. That's yeah, awesome. I like some boxing, like nice. punching things. I, I I don't know what it is. I I just assume you could punch some things. I, I can. Yeah. Well, I I was a bully growing up. Oh. But like, if you're gonna punch, you're gonna get punched back punched back and no like people are always like oh you'd be great at roller derby and i'm like i'm not into hurting myself on purpose (laughs) (laughs) despite all the biting and dog training like yeah i'm just not into getting hurt on purpose so but yeah and as a bully that kind of does translate to being an alpha Mm. human which which now (laughs) which is now your job is to alpha dogs into submission and it's funny that you're here yeah speaking of which should we do something about well that's what i was gonna say don't ask me you can ask kelly like (laughs) our dog is barking if you can't hear her uh it's because we're talking she's getting excited i know we're not talking to her i think we bring her out and leash her that's what we've usually have been doing kelly what do you think (laughs) sure yeah if she's just gonna keep that up she probably will i'll I'll get her okay um so you were a bully 
Oh yeah. Like big time. Physically and verbally? Um more physically. <laughs> <laughs> Um, starting out in like elementary school oh, or yeah. kindergarten, like, really? like the bully, like the bully. I was, you know, the tall kid in my class okay. and, uh, you know, like I was more like bodyguard. Okay. Like yeah. the, the short girls, if they would be my friends, I would protect them. And that Ooh. went all the way through high school. Like that's how I, I relate to that a little bit. I had a lot of short girlfriends growing up that I felt very like maternal about yeah. actually. Yeah. Were you a bully? No, but I was being called a bitch a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But I wasn't really bullying anybody. I just had like a loud mouth with strong opinions. Yeah, I guess technically I wouldn't say I was like, you're ugly and you're mom. You know, like it wasn't like that. It was more like, I'll hit you if I, you know, come at me. Like if if you dare me to hit you, I definitely will. Right, right, right. Dare me to scratch you open. I mean, sure. Nobody was scared of me, unfortunately. I don't think it was more just like, oh, Ross, what a bitch. Mm. (laughs) From a very young age. My bully phase was my bully phase was from about uh, uh, fifth grade till yeah fifth and sixth grade. I was a real bullying asshole because I discovered like a real bully like I just like cutting with words right words and pranks like long game pranks uh <laughs> that were just so mean-spirited and I remember my fifth grade teacher Mr. Witham sitting me down to say that uh I I convinced this girl that we were boyfriend and girlfriend and yeah, really you did some, like, we were snickering oh. behind her back the whole time horrible oh, I feel horrible about that and I remember the word he used. He said, that is just so cruel that mm. you would do that. And that word cruel just like hit me like a like a bullet in the chest. And I was like, fuck, I'm I'm a cruel idiot. So <laughs> I scaled back on the weird psychological shit. And then uh, and then, yeah, I got to seventh grade where I had long blonde hair and I looked like a girl and I got bullied for looking like a girl. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can't be a bully because that's. <laughs> I don't like how this feels. Ow. Uh, so that ended my bully phase. I'm surprised you got bullied for that. On Well, maybe not in your town. Because that was like such a cool, like, he had like cool skater dude hair. Where it was like bleach blonde and straight, like down to here. Wearing oh, like oversized like clothes. Chin, like, and Yeah, but I was like new, you know, like. Yeah. And I really, I I, pa- I looked very I femme. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really. Uh, I guess puberty came right in at, toward the end of eighth grade. Great. Wow. Wow. <laughs> where did you grow up? You look like you grew up where I did. Uh, this is up in the Hudson Valley of New York. Oh, uh, okay. Kind of rurally. Uh, rurally. Rural town. A lot of, uh, although we, the person I got bullied by was a Puerto Rican kid from Platakill, which people called in my town Puerto Rico, because that's where oh, the Puerto Ricans lived. Shit. So some weird racism. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just racism. But but his name his name was Carlos Santana. No, <laughs> yeah, isn't that kind of funny? Yes, uh, it is. And I feel like I can use his name because nobody will know whether it was Guitar God Carlos Santana sure. or yeah. Go ahead and Google him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's several pages yeah. in. Yeah. Uh, all right. So grew up a bully. Uh, and you just bullied Peggy all afternoon today. I did not. I bullied you. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. We were bullied more, actually. Okay, I did yeah. bully a little. Pe- yeah, I bullied Peggy a little. I was like, um, So Is- take us back. You were in a totally different industry. Yes. Uh, and then you, like, 
how did this transition transpire? Where did it begin? Right. Um, I pulled like there's like a rom com like with Cameron Diaz and she's like I'm a lawyer and fuck it I'm gonna be a dog walker <laughs> like you know like talk about that I think a lot of us talk about that like when we're in our 30s like when we're working that day job or our mind yeah. is just going to hell and like fuck it all I'm gonna move and you know sell yeah. sell seashells on the beach mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did it yeah <laughs> I did it you know I my yeah I think for a long time I was like I could. I could just walk dogs and like, cause I had already done, I have two dogs of my own. I uh, grew up with them. Always dogs. Okay. Always dogs. And I was in a band and the last album I wrote, there's like five songs about the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then on the cover, I actually made like a, a composite of my dog's face mixed with my face. Oh yeah. So I've had a thing you could say. So like, yeah, it's hilarious. I think I really only mu- worked in the music business. Cause I was like, this is how my band's going to get ahead. Mm. You know, um, I didn't know you, what, what kind of work were you doing? Uh, I, I focused on like, I guess my specialty became publishing, um, you know, sync like rights. TV, yeah. Yeah. Sync stuff. But um, I, I, I filled out uh, hundreds of cue sheets in my day. Yes. As yeah. a PA. Yeah, you have to. This is back when the channels were using real music, at least. Um, and in order for the bands to get paid, you have to like say how much of the song you used, mm-hmm. and then that's how the the money trickles down to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was very mind numbing work for me. I wanted mm-hmm. to blow my brains out <laughs> doing music cue sheets. Uh, but toward, toward the end, I got to be the person that was like, no, we need more money and yeah. don't be an eye zombie. What a stupid premise, which was really bad because eye zombie's brilliant. Oh, I don't know that I feel show. like a real dick, actually. <laughs> I told the band not to do it. And then I saw it. I'm like, oh my God, this is brilliant. And it has a killer soundtrack. What mm. an asshole. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, d- I worked in the music business. and For how long? Uh, like 19 to 38. Wow. Or at 30... Seven, okay know? just I, I was odd you know yeah like I I grew up in Detroit but then I moved about 30 miles outside of it to where uh to a town that was very much not known for its diversity mm. because uh-huh. there wasn't any and it was on purpose oh. like it was known for its uh, so segregation mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen crosses burnt I've seen rallies I've seen Ooh. Michigan I've, seen mil- I've driven into militia meetings like not on purpose like I got lost yeah <laughs> and then I was like is that a, is that a tank? Fuck. Oh my and god! I backed out. So yeah, my my uh, I guess I would call it you know from ten to seven, ten to eighteen. Mm-hmm. I grew up in that town, so you know that's where my mom lives. So you call it home, but damn, it's a uh, pretty fairly severe in its racism. And this is Michigan, you said. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I've we actually jammed together once. Me, you, and Willie <laughs> P. I was like learning drums and uh, I just kept jamming with random people and we jammed once and you're such an amazing guitar player. Thank you. Very (laughs) loud, very, (laughs) and you and Willie were like such a good match because you guys love that like droney, I don't even know what genre you would call it. Angular post-punk. Yeah, man. Angular (laughs) post-punk. And I was like, I just am trying to figure out how to keep time. <laughs> I don't even know what the Where fuck I'm the doing. One, one two, three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was fun playing with Willie. And then, yeah, what was the band? Oh, what was your main band? The Art of Shooting. Yeah, we. Yeah. I remember seeing you over in uh, Bushwick at the Firehouse 
something or other. Oh yeah. What was that place something called? Something like uh, Brooklyn Fireproof. Yeah. So so you got burnt out on the industry. It sounds like. Um, the job. The, so the last job I had was a was a law firm and um, like a music law firm, like you know Kanye and like big deal. Yeah. And I was there for about seven and a half years, and I would say five of them it was it was for me. Yeah. And the last two and a half, it was not for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you get her her bed, maybe she'll go in it. Oh, give her a little place to go. <laughs> oh man, I can't you, help listeners, it. Listeners, you're getting free. You're getting free dog training right now. If you give her somewhere to go, she'll maybe go there I or will, not. I have a feeling Peggy has been featured on every podcast since we got her. Yeah, with that like, rattling Jane. We haven't learned how to like get her to be a <laughs> podcast co-host yet. Maybe we have to get a tiny mic for her down there by her bed. <laughs> Some GoPro, just so she feels like she's a part of it. Yeah, I think this is pretty close to being a part of it. (laughs) She is it. My dog was in like most of my band's photos. Like we would bring her to photo shoots and she's been in a movie. Like my dogs have always been a big part. And which dog? Nugget. Who I've met. That's the tall brown one? Yeah. Yeah, she's big shepherdish. And and then you have Ralph. I don't think I ever met Ralph. It's okay. And Um, Ralph is technically... Your partner Zach's dog, right? Yes, very okay. much. <laughs> Which yeah. you've said before that yeah. you are like, that's not my dog. Yeah. <laughs> He's why I have this job. Well, not entirely, but you know. But I relate to the burnout of like a, a work job and then just like hitting reset on your life. Cause that's what I did six years ago. Uh, I was like, I cannot follow another teenager with a video camera. <laughs> like, I won't. <laughs> I cannot pretend to care about this Uh, young person's life and how fucking dumb it is. Yeah. I think that when I was at the firm, I had this idea and this goes back to being professionally bossy, like (laughs) that I was going to become a lawyer. And like, that was something that I needed to validate myself with. Mm. But I I kept sticking around the firm going, when these lawyers show me that they're really happy and I'm sure they're happy, like outside of the office, but they sure as shit weren't in inside of the office and eventually I was like no I don't want this Mm -hmm. and then then it just kind of I tanked yeah Yeah. I taked on it how long ago was that that you you made the big move three and a half years ago and that's and you just started the business and it's been dog (laughs) city ever since uh well um I started on rover and honest like Danny and Katja our mutual friends uh, who actually live in your condo they long-term friends of mine they found me on rover the day i walked out of my office and that's a dog walking app yeah. or pet sitting it's like, like pet sitting dog it's dogs because they're cats right yeah they were cats i don't know why or how they found me on rover but they did and they were like kelly darling like and they hired me and that was my first thing and then they gave me a review and it just kind of it took fire from there and then being you know wildly popular as i am yeah I just <laughs> well you're very good at your work Thank like, you. it's kind of incredible to see your vibe around peggy like she she lives with us she loves us but she definitely defers to you yeah she respects in, you in our she's afraid guys she, she doesn't know what kind of shit i've got in my bag like yeah. i'm a weird aunt like you don't know what i'll do yeah sorry i mean she respects me (laughs) (laughs) so you started doing like the solo dog walking basically I started yeah eventually I got to solo dog walking pet sitting um my apartment is I'm very lucky and well depending on how you consider lucky um my landlord is super dog friendly Mm. we have a backyard our apartment doesn't touch anyone else's apartment on like 
three walls. Oh, wow. Our upstairs neighbors are salsa dancers and um, <laughs> entrepreneurs. <laughs> quote, unquote. Uh, so everybody's cool at my place. Like, That's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. So the backyard. So we did like I just said yes to every pet related thing. Yes, your cat. Yes, I'll house sit. I'll babysit for you so you can go on a date night. Yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll do that. Boarding shit tons of dogs. And so I was just... It, like I still am up to my chin and dogs all the time. And um, I got really interested in training from the beginning. Yeah. I think I was interested in training before I was like 14 and had my, my dog like walking with its own leash in its mouth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How many uh, animals did you have growing up? Oh Lord. Like, so all the, uh, you know, my, we had an Afghan hound, several great Danes, golden retriever, all of the cats, birds. Like I remember when my bird died when I was five. Yeah, I have never known grief. Oh. Actually, when my bunny died, I had a rabbit. It, it was it was mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> Something. So going back, I so we did an interview together. I had a podcast. When podcasts were brand new, man, I groundbreaking. Did, I did four episodes, and something I remember you saying about your childhood was that it was like growing up on a pirate ship, <laughs> uh, and and it makes sense with animals that you had many and that they were all over the place, and there were. Uh, oh, yeah. It sounds like there was. It wasn't linear. Maybe there was like dogs that appeared and then disappeared or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's hilarious. To they me. would get loose in Detroit. Like I, I had a Great Dane and an Afghan hound who like busted out of the backyard and went just like went rogue across Detroit for <laughs> this is my my like eight-year-old memory so it could have been a week but in my yeah. mind I was like they were gone for three years yeah. <laughs> like, but they went rogue all over Detroit like for a long time and people would you know a week apart like go and chase them and eventually the Great Dane came home and the the Afghan got caught by uh, like the the dog catcher the dog catcher but the Great Dane ended up on our porch one morning and i think i'm not sure i, I think the afghan had bit a kid mm. oh no he did not come home again yeah oh. that was how it was when i was a kid yeah <laughs> it, was, it was wild so now as a grown-up your relationship to animals does it have is any of it a reaction to that kind of more chaotic uh because like i with peggy like i keep reminding myself when she's most annoying like i keep reminding myself like just be a good dog dad. Like Ross helped me. She says this thing like she's a dog, like she's going to do dog things. Um, <laughs> and I often have to reflect back on my childhood dog, Zeus, who we sort of lost touch with. And I am not proud of like knowing I don't I literally don't know ha- what ended up with him because I Did went he go to, to college. Well, <laughs> well, I went, lost to, touch. I, wanna... I went to college. Faded. I went to college and then my mom was sort of like taking care of him alone. And uh, yeah, he sort of became a neighborhood dog. And I just assume one day he just didn't come home. Uh, and I don't know how he died or whatever. So you should call your mom. Yeah. Or don't. Maybe you don't want to know. Yeah. I mean, she probably, I don't think she knows either. Because we brought it up with her, I think. Like she, he just, that's like the story of Zeus. That yeah. is like, he just... He was mythical. Became I, a, do- a neighborhood dog, and then we never saw him again. And like, I like <laughs> loved. I loved him. I was, we were very close from like seventh Aww. to like probably seventh to like eleventh grade. Because that's so sad. Because then I got my car, and I was like into my own life. You know, I didn't want to yeah. deal with the dog. So it's like I feel horrible about that. So now my relationship with Peggy is 
a lot of it is like a living amends like just be a just be a good dad yeah Mm -hmm. uh so i don't know i guess i'm curious if the way your your vibe with dogs has anything to do with so growing so i was raised on a pirate ship and pirates aren't always very nice to each other right (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, you know often physical um and my stepdad would be very uh, if he wanted to flex in front of us uh he would be very cruel Mm. to the animals very cruel um he did a lot yeah he did a lot of really fucked up shit to the dog, mm. uh, Alex, that I named after the dog from Punky Brewster. Oh, I oh love my God. The golden retriever. <laughs> I love a human name for a dog. So good. Oh, my yeah. God. His name is Peg. You guys are baller. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> dope. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I kind of yes, grew you. up with, like, um, I mean, you know, outside of my dog life, I, there was just, like, two main objectives for me. It's, like, protect the women, protect the dogs. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's a long story that, mm-hmm. that's been unrolling in my life or unraveling. Yeah. 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 Protect the women, protect the dogs. That's so cool. And I assume this work is uh three and a half years in. Are you are you glad you made the the shift? Oh yeah. Totally. yes. Like people ask me a lot, they're like, Are you still making music? And I I didn't think this would happen to me, but like I don't care about music mm. right now. Like there's something about like when I go and I and I help I want to go and I help a family who's been taken hostage by their dog, you know, <laughs> and all of a sudden they're like, we can walk down the street and people see us and they, you know, like that's so fucking, I mean, pardon me. That's oh, so no, re- please. <laughs> we encourage it actually. Okay, great. <laughs> that's so rewarding for yeah. me. Like my first couple of private sessions, I had driven to neighborhoods that I wasn't familiar with and I came out of the apartment I was just like you know flicking my hair like I'm so fabulous like I'm gonna get a chocolate croissant like I felt like a million dollars and my car had been towed and I I was like I don't care like I was like so it was really it's really yeah it's it may not be as rewarding for me in you know two or three years but right now I'm just like yeah seeing a family like liberated with their dog not having to get rid of it or mm-hmm. you know, as a trainer people are like well you know euthanasia is a way to go oh and, god and sometimes is that like more common than we think mm. or at least just giving it away they're like we can't definitely re- it's hard to say because like in the city things are so different that's true yeah there's, you know there's rehoming in the city whereas yeah. you know in utah they're like put it down mm. you know, I, or at least what i know of yeah i know that one of my clients has been rehomed because as much work as we did with him, he still bit the babysitter in the face. Mm. You know, like he yeah. had to go. And I've got one who's probably my favorite dog who she's a menace. She's just Aww. a menace. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's a liability. Yeah, are you attracted to certain uh dog long, personalities long shots yeah like are you like this is the one i'm gonna save it's, gonna it, fix comes, it. <laughs> it comes limping it's, it's like limping out of a dark corner of the house with a human leg in its mouth yeah. <laughs> you're like i get you yeah, yeah. i'm just like, give it a crate it'll <laughs> fix it <laughs> have you thought about crating it i mean yeah that's my answer to everything uh it's very it works it's um, true <laughs> i am drawn to dog personalities that adore me Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. sure <laughs> they're just always looking in my eyes mm-hmm. or, you know that make me look like a good dog trainer there's, you know, there's a lot of ego there um i've fallen in love with a chihuahua and a mini aussie uh Aww. i've specialized in mini aussies because 
there are so many of them yeah. and they are not, uh, mm. there are so many of them. They're very in vogue in mm-hmm. my neighborhood. Uh, I call them the new French bulldog. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. They look like fancy uh, busted jeans kind of oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. like you like jeans you'd buy at Nordstrom's or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're super intense dogs. Yeah. yeah like, they like need so much working out. Don't they? They need working out. They need mental. They need to know that you love them yeah. with their piercing blue eyes that people buy them for. Yeah. They're yeah. They're super, super intense dogs and you they're really like need a lot of structural accessories. Structure. Yes. But they have like they're bred to have a job to do. Yeah. So like if they don't have a job to do, they're like losing their fucking shit. Yeah. Them and corgis, they're just going to walk around and bite your ankles anyway because they just, you know, and we breed them so well. Mm-hmm. You know, that if you're going to sell someone a dog for four or five thousand dollars, it's going to be, you know, top. No- Hopefully it's going to be top notch. That's what a purebred dog costs. Like that's what a breeder could sell one of those for. Should we be breeding? No, the, the dog nerds. Uh, I just call them the dog nerds. Please, um, the community. Uh, they're talking about ten, fifteen thousand dollars dollars. Jesus Can you Christ! Paint a picture of the community because you mentioned <laughs> you you went out to a conference <laughs> in Utah. I I'm I love conferences in general. Like I really think I would like to make a documentary about conferences. You're so good at being social, Patrick. I really appreciate that about you. It's <laughs> fucking crazy, man. Like conferences are usually like the idea of only networking oh my, yeah you mean my yeah. fresh hell yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly <laughs> yeah I, I had to do it he's all he's like i'm wheeling i'm dealing i'm yeah. finger gunning i'm uh, like ah. all last weekend i had to do it for a college one to talk about my show and i have to stand in a booth with a fucking bucket of uh candy like halloween candy and your, pu- like, and your big face behind hey, you hey are you guys coming to the showcase tomorrow i'd love to see you there and it's just like i go into robot mode it's yeah. like you have a full, cutout of yourself it's a it's like a movie poster. It's a movie poster uh, yeah. for the show. Is it here? No, I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> I can't. I, well, I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll, this will be if good I for me. If I pay you five hundred dollars, will you show it? To this would be a good exercise for me to feel like if if um I can just show you and not care what you think about it. Uh, but truly, like he does, he is able to navigate difficult. those environments in a way that like I I would just it's like so painful for me to even think about like mm. i am not an extrovert in mine, that way at all mine is understated this was my booth oh that's chill um that's this, is the guy, this is the guy <laughs> next to me he has so many logos wow. and so many i mean no, this is an cool. audio medium but just trust oh, that the a, uh it's chill. Pa- patrick's neighbor at this conference that's the movie poster but also you know i was showing that that's to great. some people I think at that's work great. And since I work in a visual medium, uh, we were all agreeing that your setup was much better because looking at that one where it's all busy and shit, I don't even know what that guy was selling. Well, I, yeah, no, he doesn't. He he booked uh, like twenty five gigs. Jesus, I booked five. Uh, so he, but he's like, he's a very talented comedian and magnetic. Uh, he hosted like a bunch of the showcases, so they. So his talent spoke for these him. These students just fell in love with him, yeah, and they were like falling over themselves to book them, book him, but like. The conferences in general now, it's like it is such a mind fuck of like just like superficial conversations, but also learning stuff and like mm-hmm. all the different workshops. And uh, I, I'm just like I like the logistics of it. Like who's who's like the, the, the catering staff, like they have to have food and coffee in certain places at certain times. And mm-hmm. the people putting on the conference are always freaking out about something uh, these college ones I do, they have a, on their calendar, they'll, on the schedule, there'd be like 
there are friends of bill meetings which i think is cool mm-hmm. that, that's like a secret thing going on um, yellow so, balloons yeah so I'm, <laughs> I'm curious like what a dog what the dog world looks like like is it uh best in show vibes no, no. uh so the particular dog uh association if you will the international association of canine professionals their focus is on using uh, all the tools to get the job done so mm-hmm. there's there's different i think i explained this to ross um before we work together there's different methods or schools of thought you know there's pure positive force free um we tend to call ourselves balance trainers because we will tell you no you know mm-hmm. but we'll also be like here's food, please follow it. Um, Mm -hmm. So this particular, that's kind of their thing. Like there's a lot of places that want to ban, say, prong collars Mm. or head halters or, you know, and we're like, well, if you use them kindly, that's sort of our hour. I didn't invent it. I was just like, oh, I think like that too. So that... That's You're part thing. of the balance trainer movement. Yes. I'm part of the balance trainer <laughs> and, movement. And, and everyone at that specific conference is that? Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's the IACP conference. I don't really know any other thing. I guess I was just kind of swept I'm, into it. Because I'm wondering if there's like a mean, like a mean one like a conference <laughs> that's only for people it's that gotta are be. like... There's got to be. We're all about prong collars. We want to... <laughs> BDSM know. training. Yes, <laughs> yes. Drag it from the from the bumper of the truck. Oh god! Yeah. Oh god! Catch up. Pup. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> Electrodes. Oh god! Uh, yeah. But so you went out there to just like meet people and learn stuff, or are you out there like um, to are you? Or is it just like training? Something? Oh no! Like, I'm what's not, the point I'm of not these tra- things? This year, I felt like like I really. Like I was very fancy because I got a couple of T-shirts made. Like I felt like I was like, <laughs> I'm real. I got yeah. a T-shirt with my name on it. it. Felt very weird, but I actually feel weirder here wearing my T-shirt than I did there. It felt legit. Uh, legit. Um, no, I just go and try to learn and be helpful and schmooze and fangirl. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, and that's that's very real. Like I. Oh my God, stars in my eyes for some of these trainers. I write home to my friends and I'm like, oh my God, the lady, like, I just bug out. My friends are so kind and And patient with me. How do you know? Like, so there's famous trainers. Are they YouTube stars? Are they TV shows, movies? Like, how do you know of these movies? It really really depends on what's famous to you, you know, because, like, I'm not like, I like some, some of the people in my line of work have, like, studied with Caesar Milan, right? Like, he's Mr. Mr. Dog Trainer. Yeah, is he still like the guy? Yeah, okay. like he's a AKA guru. AKA the Dog Whisperer, right? Yeah, yeah. the Dog Whisperer. Um, so some of the people that I've learned from have studied with him, but like, I mean, the, the famous people to me is that one woman who like can't look you in the eye, but I see the way she is with a dog, mm. and I just melt. I want to be her. Mm. Uh, she describes herself as insecure dominant. Mm. And I was like, <laughs> you're my mom. <laughs> like, Oh my God, that was the most millennial thing I've ever said. <laughs> oh my God. Mom. Yeah, but I, I, I love her. Like she doesn't like the big public speaking thing. But if you ask her a question, she's like, come here, let me sit down. And she's so calm. Yeah. And like, mm. like she is just a rock star to me. Like, well, because it's about the dog for her. Like she like has a harder time with humans, but she like really gets dogs. It sounds like. Oh yeah. She's been doing it for 30 years. What's her name? Uh, Phyllis Smoland, I think I'm going to say it wrong. Phyllis Smoland, she's oh. she's in Virginia. Most of the people that are like the big rock stars 
for me are in states where you are allowed access to square footage. Uh, mm. You know, yes. So <laughs> a lot of the people that I idolize have an acre, or, you know, 700 mm. to work on. Yeah. Um, there are some very good trainers here. Uh, my, I call her my mentor. She's kind of why I do this. She's in Yonkers. And then a, a friend of mine, Jason Cohen, he's in South Brooklyn. Um, they're, they help me a lot. They're very generous. Cool. You know, I'm like, Hey, I have a thing and I don't even know why I would know how to fix this problem. Mm -hmm. You you seen it? Yeah. And it's a lot of that at the dog training conferences. It's also a lot of like powerfully shy people who are Mm -hmm. not good with other people. Mm -hmm. And, oh, so my, I guess the reason I spoke about my association is that we are allowed to bring dogs. Many people aren't. So there's like 500 people and 80 dogs and like you're not allowed to (laughs) I was told that you're not allowed to to look look at or no talk no touch no eye contact with other dogs with anyone else's dogs and I like very much took that to heart so Mm -hmm. when I'm there I'm just like looking at these beautiful dogs with like side eye and just Mm -hmm. getting little stars around my (laughs) eyes did you bring Nugget or anybody no no they're they're always so far away that I don't get to do that um Nugget is and this is Nugget's really old now, yeah. and so and she doesn't travel well, and she's sixteen. So I don't oh, really, wow. I don't really have a dog that I've been able to bring. I'm going to a thing next week where I'm going to bring one of my clients' dogs. Cool, the menace. I'm going to bring her. Nice. Also, we want a Thelma and Louise together. Like I really dig her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can't remember who's who in that film. I was going to say who's Thelma and who's Louise, but she's the one that would drive you off the cliff. I assume. Yeah, I can't. Th- I just watched that movie too, and I guess anytime I watch movies lately, I'm like. I fell asleep to that movie recently. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were late. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't matter. So hearing about Phyllis, um, and, and observing you too, like I, 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 so two episodes ago, we had a witch on the podcast mm-hmm. who was also a psychic. And we talked a lot about the psychic connection between people. Between, she also brought up between animals. Um, mm-hmm. do, do you think someone like Phyllis, who you said doesn't, can't maintain eye contact with a person uh but has a way with dogs and you have a way with dogs and sometimes i feel like peggy and i are connected in a deeper way <laughs> do you think some people just like caesar milan is he just like communicating with them with his brain like silently or or like spiritually yeah. like sort of on an hmm hmm because there are people who are just inherently better with with dogs or cats. Like you mm-hmm. know, my friend, a dear friend of mine, she has cats and she loves her cats. And I hand her a leash with a dog on the end, and she's it like it, it burns her skin. Like she doesn't know what to do <laughs> yeah. with it. She's just like ah, snakes. Um, so I know. I feel like what's she doing down there? Just being really sleeping sleepy, in her space, in her place, sleepy in her little space place. Yeah, I guess yeah. we're gonna be a two bed house now. I mean, ask me to buy more dog stuff. It's fine. <laughs> right? Yes. Totally. Oh, no. $100 dog bed. Oh, scandalous. Yeah. Like, I guess child. she needs a memory foam. <laughs> I have these things. Do you need direction? I'll show you where to shop. Yes, please. Thank you. Um, do I feel like... Hmm. I feel like the like, reason... Can I communicate with Zeus beyond the grave? Oh, can Zeus. I Can I apologize to Zeus? I think you can do uh, a little ritual to put it out into the yeah. universe. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Zeus lives in crystals, but you no. know... Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> really helps to be an assertive person. Yeah. 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 And spending 16 years in New York where you're like, this is my personal space. Mm-hmm. 
do not enter it. So I think that you know, being a bully, being an older sister, being, you know, I was, I've been on my own since I was 16. So it's like, I've done a lot of like, you know, taking care of myself and presenting a certain vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it works with dogs. Yeah. You know, there's a inside I'm, I'm small and freaking out and don't want to sure. talk to you. But on the outside, I'm like, wearing fry boots and you know <laughs> <laughs> and stomping around yeah looking hardcore you know oh, yeah. it works for me with dogs because i'm like all right you and me kid you know like what are we gonna do here but i think the, the biggest thing that's helped me is just like all the dogs through you know all the dogs throughout my life and then since i've and i this is an opportunity that i have that not a lot of other that some of the other dog trainers around here don't have i can have 10 dogs in my apartment for a week mm-hmm. and I'm just up, you know, like I said, I'm up to my eyeballs with them. So I'm reading them mm-hmm. all the time. What does that eye twitch mean? What is mm-hmm. that? Oh, she looked down. Oh, I know what that was about. Um, there's a woman named Temple Grandin. Oh yeah. Do you know about her? Yeah. She's like, she was autistic, right? And yeah. then got connected with horses. Yeah. Right? And she changed the, um, the cows when they kill them. yeah she changed the slaughterhouse industry to make it a lot more humane really i didn't know that that was part of her story yeah and she's a really famous animal behaviorist because she said that she sees differently like she can notice the things that we can't Mm. um you know like we would never think that that sparkly shiny chain over there was Mm. a reason that an animal couldn't move forward oh interesting okay so i think spending this much time around dogs and just trying to figure it out mm. like okay that dog's looking in the mirror is it looking at itself or is it looking at the other dog behind it and mm. you just kind of sit there and watch and like if I sh- if I come to different training sessions uh, or hanging out with dogs I I do feel weird because I'm like oh yes look at that body language look how they're putting the n- like it's really <laughs> yeah you can you, see her top lip like whoa you yeah you you've become hyper perceptive to <laughs> yeah. to like the micro micro whatevers of dogs that's interesting yeah to where like my private trainings like when i do one-on-ones they're starting to suffer because mm. my you know i don't talk to enough people anymore <laughs> 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 i see it in zach i see it myself <laughs> like we're losing it yeah we're losing our ability to people not i well Maybe I was strong at. You're using people as a verb there. You, you, using bad, yes. Your ability to people. Um, I've learned how to dog. Yeah. <laughs> but is that? People. I mean, do you? Do, is that a good thing though? Like it seems like you're kind of like living your best life. Uh, like yeah. you're your own boss. Yeah. Make yeah. your own hours. I assume take what clients you want and yes. don't yeah. take ones you don't want. Mm-hmm. Uh, is does, talk about the. I assume that takes discipline, like to be running your own business in this way. Yes. Um, when I first started, I just ran around and said yes to everything. Mm-hmm. Just give it to me. Give it. I called it running around picking up twenties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it's you know it's very different. I, I think the conferences and knowing other trainers and knowing other, our community, <laughs> mm-hmm. the people in our community are like, no, you're worth more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you're worth more and yeah. you're going to ask for more and then you start experimenting with it mm-hmm. and you're like I'm going to ask you for this much money <gasps> you gave it to me positive reinforcement for myself Yeah, yeah. Um, it does take a lot but it, um, I think maybe self-employed people know that like yeah I got to get up at 8 o'clock yeah. yeah. I got to do it. Like I'm in the survival mode. Mm-hmm. Well, there's more survival mode involved. Like you have to get up at eight o'clock. I, I've tended toward burnout 
where I'll still do all of the super intensive work, but it's reluctant mm-hmm. and I drag mm-hmm. ass. And you know, like I tell Zach, my partner, like my, the people that work for me, I'm like, listen, I got to go on vacation because I have to care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to care. Like, cause if I don't care, we're all in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of discipline even with that. Yeah. I think. Um, what was the shift with like getting, going from saying yes to everything, negotiating for what you're worth? Like, did you, did you realize you were saying yes to everything and still not being able to make ends meet or like, like, cause I'm like in comedy, it's like, so you go into all those like self-esteem related money issues where mm-hmm. it's like, well, I have to say yes to this gig. They're offering it. To, like I went up to Westchester the other night for $35. It was a dog shit show. I probably broke even between tolls and food. Um, and I'm just like, was that worth it? And it definitely was not, but it's like, I want to keep this relationship going with this club. And yep. and I'm like, but is that relationship even worth it? You know, no. it's like all these questions. <laughs> And Ross See? is my manager. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's the community. It's, it's your community and people have been told to believe in themselves that are like, no, we yeah. don't do, we don't do. I like that. My friends are like, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do that. Cause it, it's nice to have a bunch of like women friends around me who also run their own business. Right. Yeah. Very different business, you know, sound engineer, publicist, like just the whole nine. And we're like, no, you don't undersell yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that has been a huge uh, gift for me. Just other women learning around me and being their own boss you know getting undersold sometimes in their gender relation Mm -hmm. to their job um but just us being like this is intolerable this is Mm -hmm. not who we are anymore Mm -hmm. and it's it's hard because then we sometimes we cop to the the lesser feelings Mm -hmm. of it all the fraud Mm -hmm. totally am i really worth this money but then so on top of my girlfriend's helping me out telling me what i'm worth my clients do Mm yeah you know i had a really sweet client the other day going you undercharged me. Yeah. Mm. You know, she's like, I didn't believe that was the total. She's like, or like the total for multiple sessions. Yeah. She thought it was the total for one session. Yeah. And I was like, information. Mm. Yeah. Good yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You yeah. Know? But I did, I've done a lot of like a lot of free dog training. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like, sometimes people write to me and they're like, how much are your sessions? And I'm like, how much do you want them to be? I just want to work with right, my dog. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> I don't know about coon hounds. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> don't pay me. Don't yeah. Pay me. Um, I, uh, I'll, I'll talk about this anytime the topic comes up. Um, Maria Bamford was on a podcast saying that her financial advisor or her man, I think her manager said, uh, if you think you don't want to do a job, uh, you can say no, but never say no without a number. So you could be like, oh yeah, yeah I, I I probably, or or you could say I could do that, but it, it'll it'll be eight hundred dollars for two sessions or whatever. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and then if they say, oh sorry, I can't afford that, then you got the no you wanted anyway. Mm. But there's a chance they might say, yeah, please, sure. that's great. So, um, and then you're like, damn it. <laughs> but I guess but, I have to make eight hundred dollars now. Yeah. <laughs> That is your best life shit, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. That, and that, totally. That, that did, that worked for me once. Uh, I I just like took a shot in the dark with a gig to do uh, a, a show in Jamaica. I was like, <laughs> they were like, yeah, we can fly you down. And, uh, but what, what is, how much does it cost? And I was like, um, 
and then I said like this insane number that I thought they would say no to and they're like alright that sounds great <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck in Jamaica based on that like advice alone yeah. you know so I think like the cracking the code of how to talk about money and in whatever industry you're in is like so hard to do but once you do it's really worth it well it's also so interesting too cause like so I'm entering like the 10th year of my styling career and mm-hmm. like I'm in that place now where I'm just like I don't really give a shit like I'm burnt out a little bit and I'm like trying to limit my days and like but work just keeps pouring in and I feel ungrateful and like uh and like I don't have the fear of like work not coming right you know and that's a neat place it's an interesting place you know because then it's like in these you know I want to be teaching yoga and it's like I'm such a new new person in that arena that I'm like I don't want to make anybody pay me anything because I'm so unqualified and like yep. thinking so much less of myself. But it's like with styling, I like pushed back so hard with a client last week. I just didn't fucking care because mm. I was just like, I found out all the photographers are making the exact same amount of money no matter what the job is. Why aren't the stylists? Right. You know, and she was like, oh, that's a good point. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll think about that on my day off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm just like saying no to shit, you know? So it's like, that you can be at these different places when you're a self-employed person trying other self-employed things. You know, it's like you can be in all these different stages of like what you think you're qualified to ask for and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't know. It sounds like you're, you're entering in like the next stage of your like dog training journey where you're like, okay, actually I think I am worth more. Oh, Hey, I'm kind of good at this. Yeah. The first year I wouldn't even call myself a trainer. Right. I wasn't, you yeah, know, I didn't yeah. have the language. The second year I was just, I don't have an ego about my training. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody has an ego about shit. But, sure. Um, but that's not what it's about right. for you. So when I go to the conference, I'm not there selling my product. I'm right. just kind of sniveling and groveling and like, tell me more. <laughs> right, you right, know, and right. they're like, oh, are you a trainer? I'm like, doesn't matter. Just tell me about <laughs> yeah. Do you know anything about coon hounds? <laughs> yeah, I just want to know, how did you get that dog to turn around? <laughs> you know, like, so... Uh, I'm just starting to enter the phase where I'm like, oh, wait, I'm kind of good at this. You, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and you have so much to bring to the table and like so many people will get so much out of what you have to share also. Mm-hmm. Um, and like like those conference, if I don't know what those conferences are like exactly, but you could probably pitch a workshop or a talk or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like you're so, I mean, th- that was the one in Utah or... This one was in Colorado Springs. Like yeah. you are probably the expert on urban dog training in a, at a conference like that. Certainly. No, but <laughs> <laughs> I know that guy and I'm a big fan. Yeah. He's here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but like, I'll uh, bet there's something you can say that he's not saying that is about, you know, what or even it's, the way I say it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or that you're a woman training and that's a very different experience you're an insecure dominant brooklynite (laughs) uh, yeah yeah there was um i went i spent a lot of money to go to florida to study with some gurus right i was just like here take all my money dog gurus or some dog gurus (laughs) not shamans like this guy wrote the foreword to caesar's book (laughs) that gives me cred in my mind but not to a lot of other people anyway he's wonderful dog trainer and several of them and i went there and you know, they're, they're giving us their spiel. They're telling us how to do the thing. And I just kept putting my hand up going, yeah, but how do you do that in the city? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like, I don't, 
you know, they're, they're saying like, do that somewhere where there's no distraction. You're like impossible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got two dogs in my apartment. Like that's the most, you know, yeah, it's like, what would you do? Like book a rehearsal space, like perfectly soundproof in this city. Cause like, yeah, I use the parking lot on McGinnis Boulevard. Yeah. You know, there's just like tanker trucks. Which is a race going all day. Yeah. Like, the like under the BQE. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's where I have to train these dogs and, and these like gurus, they both looked at me and they said, man, that's on my bucket list to train in the city. Mm. Oh my God. And I was like, put the money back in my hand. God damn it. Not, yeah. not entirely. Yeah. Like I didn't, I, I learned a lot from them, but I was like, oh shit. Like the next right. time I spend several thousand dollars, it's going to be to someone in the city. Right. Yeah. You know that I, I can't use a lot of what I've learned. Yeah. In yeah. Those instances, but definitely training in the city is so different and dogs in the city are different. And they always totally. remark on that. They're like, they're like, you don't, there was a woman who I think is amazing. She said, you know, I went to the city and I saw these dogs and the, the peop, their owners were barely paying attention to them and the dogs were barely, barely paying attention to their owners, but they were so well behaved. Mm. And it's this sort of like laissez-faire, not laissez-faire, like almost bored attitude that we get with being overstimulated all mm-hmm, the time. Mm-hmm. The dogs are used to it. We're both, both the owner and dog yeah. are like bored. zoned out because of how much stimulation. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. We're, we're bored like, or just like exhausted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. They say that the two dogs that get the best lives are like country dogs and um, city dogs because mm. they both get the most stimulation. Yeah. Hmm. The suburban dogs with the backyard mm. are the most bored. It's like a, the same day on repeat. Yeah. You hmm. know, and they're like, oh, we have a yard. We'll just let it sit out there and. And they don't train them a lot of the time, right? They don't walk them. Yeah. Either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah, was Yeah, you cool. hear that suburbanites? <laughs> <laughs> City dogs are better. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, you if you have to take it outside to pee, you have to also get it to not kill people. You know, you right. have to <laughs> right. These are basics, you know, otherwise it's not going to work out. We were we were upstate and and of course now that I like have Peggy, I'm just like I'm looking at all dogs all the time and I didn't Mm -hmm. grow up with animals at all. So I'm like this sort of newly upset. Well, the obsession has been going on probably for about like 10 to 15 years, but Mm. new to be an actual owner. Mm. But I'm just like taking everybody's inventory of how they're dealing with their dogs, (laughs) you know, as you do. And Mm -hmm. there was this huge, I think like black lab type of dog and the poor thing was just so excited and stressed out. And like, you know, they, the, these owners just like did not know how to deal with the energy of this poor thing. And mm-hmm. so we were, I went over to it and I, they were like, he's going to jump all over you. And I was like, it's okay. Like, I, I don't really mind. I'm like, do you mind if I, you know, just pet him? And of course he like jumped all over me, but mm-hmm. And he had a harness on mm. and and I had, we, was that when we had Peggy? No, we didn't have Peggy with us, no. but I, of course, giving unsolicited advice, oh <laughs> I'm like, God. oh, you know, I'm like, we have a much smaller dog, but her energy is the same. And like, actually we started using the gentle leader, yada, yada. I was like, it's such a, it's like changed our lives. And I, afterwards I was like, did I sound really obnoxious? <laughs> I was like pushing this on them, but it was just like, they're sitting with the dog and like, he's like freaking out. And the guy's just like, no, stop. No, stop. And then they were like, yeah, we just don't know what to do with him. We just like keep him inside all the time. And I was just like, Mm. oh, (laughs) it's like breaking my heart, like hearing it. Cause I was just like this poor thing. That's, that's what makes this job so rewarding. Like when we got Ralph, he couldn't be alone for a second. 
He could not be alone. He, if he was in his crate, he would break out of it. Oh. If he was out of his crate, he would break out of our apartment. Like oh. he was unstoppable. He's oh, gone man. through drywall. He's gone through doors. Oh my God. We found him in the backyard and we have like uh, bars on our windows because we're ground level. Shit. Uh, we were just, we couldn't leave. But yeah, we couldn't leave, you know. Just burrowing out of everything. Just burrowing out of everything. His separation anxiety was so intense. Oh. And I was like, do I need to build new walls in my apartment? <laughs> you know, like oh, 650 square feet. Just start like doing like a building your own brick wall. Masonry. Like, yeah, you're, yeah. Like, you're, masonry. Take, <laughs> you're going out to the conference to teach a masonry workshop. Yeah, God. get that bastard in the kitchen and keep him in the kitchen. That's my... <laughs> my that's my sales pitch oh and god ralph's crate is seven it's a seven hundred dollar crate oh, oh shit god. we made payments on it because they <laughs> finance now uh oh because he can get out of everything else he can't be out and he can't be in yeah. so he's safest in and, and he was a rescue right yep and how old was he when you got him or you guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they say they always say all rescue dogs are two. Yeah. <laughs> all rescue dogs are two. Same. Sometimes three. And once they lose their, their baby teeth, you can't tell. Right. You, know, right. you can only tell if they're youngish. Yeah. Uh, so they said two. Um, he had been adopted out already and returned already once because oh. of a separation anxiety. And I was like, so what? I can do any, whatever. Yeah. And, I then, he went, and then he went through drywall <laughs> and you were like, oh, Jesus. Which is a staple in his stomach. Just decoration. Like, it, like, because it. It's, it's it's okay that he has one from the drywall in his stomach, I guess. <laughs> Wait, they, so they x-rayed it. You could see it in there? Still there. Yeah. And it's just like Holy a staple shit. hanging out in his body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you pick him up weird, sometimes he's like, oh, and you're like, what happened? Oh, we probably oh, jostled oh, the staple. The staple. Mm. Oh, it's the staple. <laughs> yeah. I think the only reason they adopted him to us, and I should have, not one to see red flags. Never, never been. Never been a strong You're suit. like, come to mama. <laughs> yeah, come to mama. Will you break me? Great, let's go. Um, he, they were like, "Do you have another dog?" And we said, "Yeah." And they're like, "We think he needs that." Mm. Um, like a big chill, yeah, gal, right? My, yeah, my yeah. dog is very. She's always been very aloof and yeah, yeah. She's like a giant floating manatee. I, I was very lucky <laughs> in that way. Like she was obviously a city puppy. Like she didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. She's been a good kid. So I didn't even imagine what it would be like when I got Ralph. Yeah. Um, so he kind of changed things. I became a trainer or I met, I met our trainer because he bit me. Oh. I've never really been bit by my own dog before. Mm. And like the, the shut, like the, I don't know, the curtain dropped in my eyes where he was our pet dog. And instantly he became a liability. Mm. Like he just transferred so quickly yeah. to that other place. And I was like, oh my God, he's pre- like, this is why the dog walker wants a muzzle on him. Yeah. I didn't, I thought he was being hyper reactive mm. and no, this little, fucker yeah just, <laughs> he just bit me yeah well and that saves his life too by putting a muzzle yes. on him right yeah like I'm, yeah i'm a big fan of muzzles now but at the time i was like oh my dog looks like this or looks like right. that but he's biting people and he's gonna get put down yeah so. yeah yeah talk about that real quick I, we, we're we're winding down here mm-hmm. but um we didn't get to talk about relationships and owning a business that's well, what i keep meaning to transition to well we can we can, we can do that <laughs> do we'll you want to just a, swerve a lightning round here because uh, <laughs> this is kind of related to that like the intersection of like psychology like human group psychology and like what you're talking about appearances like what mm. what will they think if they see my dog with a muzzle mm-hmm. we kind of experienced that with this leash we use looks like a muzzle um, well, to dummies, yeah. W- something, <laughs> something we're working on with Peggy is that we kind of can't like 
just like let her meet people on the street. Like we have to kind of keep her focused and keep her away from meeting other dogs and people. Not because she's a liability, but because she's just too excitable. Yeah. As as, I tell them, you have to be able to turn her off before you can turn her off. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is all as per your instruction, like, I guess like what I need sometimes is a pep talk, which you've given us of like, just say no to people. Mm -hmm. Like, um, is that a big, um, obstacle for a lot of people with their dogs is like worrying what other people will think. 100%. Um, Yeah. So I guess just talk about like the common things that are like block people. Right. Um, I met a a three month old beagle puppy the other day. This guy and he's like oh we just crate trained her and you know I'm thinking like a month we can take it away because you know with the crate it's a you know it takes up a shit ton of room in my living room that's Mm -hmm. a New York Mm -hmm. thing but they're like it just feels mean Mm -hmm. everything everything feels mean the way that we love we can over love dogs we over love dogs into weird positions all the time (laughs) and so like you know certain leashes the prong collar they're just like oh my god that's gonna hurt them i look mean there's a lot of i look mean or i feel mean Mm -hmm. and that's the that's the collar with like the spikes that run around yeah yeah whereas if you were to put it on your arm it you know a lot of the tools i use i'll put on myself and those are weird videos Mm -hmm. like (laughs) like, the shock collar was real weird i was like oh i'm an eight uh you know i'm telling you the bdsm overlap is really palpable all the time (laughs) oh you would make a great dominatrix i'm like then i gotta look at dicks all day like i don't want (laughs) no thank you yeah dog dicks are enough yeah good um this is fun uh Sorry, this the the psychology. Yeah, I guess just like common. Th- what, oh, you were talking about the crate. people, the people from- with the beagle, the beagle and the crate. Oh, over loving. Over loving. Um, yeah, the the crate. They're like, oh, this feels mean. Worrying and, and what like, other people think. Worrying yeah. what other people think big time, or like you know, oh, my, some of my clients right now, like I'm telling them, like your dog doesn't need daycare. He needs to stay at home and just go on walks during mm. the day because he's a really chill dog mm. and he doesn't need to go to daycare and get bullied by other dogs all the time. And they're like, and, and they said to me, they're like, well, we just love him so much and we want him to be loved the most. And I'm like, I'm telling you <laughs> that letting him sleep mm. is, is the, the way, is the way. Yeah. yeah. Cause he, you know, if you send him into all these stimulating positions, we don't let our dogs rest enough. Yeah. Honestly. Well, cause we're told that they have to run it out, run that, it out. That's a out. misconception I had that you helped me understand for sure. Like the fact that you, you were like, yeah, they hunt in the mornings and nights and in the daytime they like to sleep. Like I had to hear that. And I also, well, and our first trainer told us that we needed to like runner, you know, like, yeah, it, you know? I always thought dogs needed to get tired out. And, uh, from what you were saying, it just actually excites them more to go play a bunch. Yeah. So. They become, they be- they become big athletes and they're just, they're going to outrun you every time. Mm. But like with you guys and Peggy, cause she really likes to work. I mean, look at how long she could have done that training I session. Know. I've never seen a dog train like for an hour straight. Did you hear that everybody? She, she's a good <laughs> dog and she likes the mental and the physical together are going to cash her so much faster. Mm-hmm. And you're, that's the loving, like mm-hmm. that's the bonding, mm-hmm. you know, rather than just letting a dog run away from you for an hour right like you two are interacting and you're playing games and you're getting to know each other during this kind of training sort of obedience stuff mm-hmm. that's going to save the dog's life but also it's just a richer sort of dog life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know than just run it out right yeah what are some other just general misconceptions that you've you've had to like like anything mantra level that you have 
that you're always telling people and repeating to people that you wish people just knew before you showed up? Um, this one's lost me a couple of clients. Uh, I say, <laughs> usually with the women, I say, what if, what if you took up more space in the world? Mm. Like, what mm. if you could claim your space? What if the dog didn't own you? Mm. What if you were, you know, I tell a lot of them and like walk like Beyonce and the dog is your assistant. I think that all the time. It's fantastic, <laughs> right? Like what if you just put your shoulders down and your head up and, you know, weren't, yeah. What if, what if you were something a little different that wasn't afraid of your dog or mm-hmm. that wasn't afraid? What if you weren't afraid? And right. That, you know, I learned that from various communities, you know, like what if you weren't afraid or what if the other thing that I see a lot is that like one of the big things is you're your dog's leader and you tell them what to do so they don't get hurt. Mm. People relate to that one because it sounds parental. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, y- dogs don't know how to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. They don't have thumbs. They don't speak the language, any of them. So like, how the fuck do you have to show the dog how to Brooklyn safely? Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, they're going to invent ways to make it. They're going to invent their own ways to navigate this. And that's when a lot of the stuff comes out sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of my favorite things I tell clients. Like you have to be the leader. You have to take up space. You have to tell them where to be and where to go. And I kind of get through to them. And you're not being mean. You're being a responsible dog owner and a loving dog owner. Right. And a lot of people are like, you know, when we're doing this stuff, they're like, oh my God, am I a mean mom? Am I a bad mom? And I, or mom. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I work with a lot of women. I get called by Mm. mostly, mostly women first. Um, But I'm like, no, a mean mom wouldn't call me at all. Mm. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm you care enough to at least try. Right. You know, instead of just be imprisoned by this dog because you love it. Right. And right. You said something to us like, uh, if you wanted a teddy bear, you should have just gotten one or something. Yeah. <laughs> that, do you meet a lot of people that just want a living teddy bear and they don't want to do. They name their dogs Teddy. Sorry, <laughs> Ashley and Andy, but <laughs> <laughs> how many teddies do I have? Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, like it's a bear and I just want to cuddle it and I'm like it just wants you to not choke it yeah you know Aww. like it wants to lay there calmly and you're just like come here I have a need that's for how you. I got bit in the face I went and uh I I hugged a dog from behind a German shepherd who was just chilling sweet sweet dog and I wrapped my arms around his neck from behind and he turned around got me right in the face yeah because mm. he was like fuck this three three <laughs> puncture wounds right away Damn. just started bleeding Jesus. <laughs> I was drunk <laughs> cool <laughs> I've been bit in the face by a dog just because it was sleeping and I was like hi I'm creepy like, <laughs> I've had to learn a lot of these lessons myself I don't know how many like pit bulls have just like lightly bit the oh. end of my nose between my eyes going back up kid yeah. Yeah. it was like a year ago yeah <laughs> Uh, the the phrase "let sleeping dogs lie" that's a thing, right? Oh yeah, they'll, like don't, don't fuck with them. Don't fuck with them. That's a, that's one of the things about the crate. Like they can't get fucked with as easily yeah. if yeah. you put all the walls around them. Yeah. You know, like they can they have their six protected. You know, it's a safer place for them, like to let it lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry, I, I I interrupted your question. Earlier. Well, no, I just wanted to circle back to the fact that you run this business with your partner. Oh yeah, your romantic slash business partner. Yeah. It, it's mostly my business. It's and, mostly your business. And he, okay. he helps. Does and he like, still have a day job of some kind? Not anymore. Oh, okay. We've liberated him from that finally. Okay. He always worked from home. So this okay. whole thing has always been the two of us staring at each other in the face <laughs> all the fucking time. Um, and you guys have been together for a long time, right? Ten years. Ten years. Wow. Yeah. Um, and we, at what point 
how long had you been together? So I guess it was around seven years when you guys started doing the business together. Mm -hmm. And was it always the both of you, even if he was doing it part time or was it really you to start? Well, I mean, if the dogs were in the house, it was both of us. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. Like he had to yeah. live there. And at first he was, hmm, he still gets like, Kelly, this isn't a kennel. And I'm like, look around fool. <laughs> 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 It's a well-decorated kennel. <laughs> it's you live in a kennel, bro. Yeah, like this weird hotel has a lot of crates in it. Mm. Um, <laughs> a mid-century kennel. Yeah, it's very nice. There's a lot of plants. Um, the, yeah, he used to get a lot more upset about like, this isn't a kennel. And, you know, he had his separate form of income before. Mm-hmm. And, and he's he loves them as much as I, he loves, mm, he loves them more than I do. Mm. Every day is just a zoo. Not every day, but uh, we're, we're at overwhelm at this point, but like <laughs> every day is a zoo for him. He loves, he, yeah, I would argue that he's like, sometimes he loves them more than I do. And so he would lay down a boundary and then see the dog and be like, oh, fuck that. Just bring it over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it licked my face. Awesome. It does kind of open up a new avenue for appreciation for each other. Like I now see Ross as such a great dog mom. And uh, (laughs) there's like, like last night I told her, I was like, I'm looking at nine year old Ross right now. Like she was on the couch (laughs) with Peggy, (laughs) like her hair a mess. uh, Just so happy to have this dog. And it's like very sweet. It makes me like so happy to like see this childlike innocence come out. From Ross. Yeah, I vacillate oh. between child Ross and mother Ross. Yeah. You've got a mother Ross. You've, yeah. you've got a good thing. You've got a good front going. Thank I you. Like it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess like, and that must be so gratifying when you're a part of like helping families and couples kind of like have the best family experience possible with their animal. Yeah, totally. Or like when I heard your podcast and you guys were arguing about traveling with Peggy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, crate gate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wrote to Ross immediately with like a, you know, a full prescription of everything. And I'm like, look, it's some people like it, but it sucks traveling with a dog. It sucks having it at your workplace because you split your mind. You know, everyone's yeah. like, I want a dog and I want to bring it to my workplace. And I'm like, how intense is your job? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't really split the attention all the time. Mm-hmm. When I take my, I take the dogs everywhere now because I don't have a choice. Either I, either I run an errand, yeah. you know, I have to bring a dog with me. But, you know, I remember times when I would bring Nugget with me to like something and I would just sit there next to her going, she's breathing too loud. Mm-hmm. She's yes. shedding all over the place. <laughs> like, And I was not home. Yeah. You know, like I was yeah. never present really in where I was. But traveling, you know, taking a vacation with my dog, like she would get upset that she didn't know where her bed was and she'd just mm. sit there and lightly whine in my face <laughs> the whole trip. And I was like, this is not a vacation. You yeah. Know? So like when I have them boarded or someone stay at the house, everybody's winning. Yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. She likes to be home. Dogs like routine. They, yeah. they want to be told what to do. They want structure. And I'm like, no, you want to go on a trip upstate. Mm-hmm. Right. You want right. to understand Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The big note was uh, that I that I took from your communication with Ross was that she didn't tear the cover because she was trying to escape or she was mad. It was because she was bored, probably. Probably because she was bored. I mean, it could be because she was anxious, too. She yeah. could have been like, but they... Yeah, there could have been that. Yeah. Um, anxious, bored, but both of that, but not, most likely not mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so many covers go through crates at my house, guys. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the things. <laughs> I now, wish... now I've learned not to spend so much on one. Yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> 
because of course I wanted a nice one because you know I'm yeah. like oh like get in our house get a moving blanket they're hardcore <laughs> get a moving blanket <laughs> quilt it's just something indestructible yeah yeah uh like I wish that and that's kind of one of the things with my clients and like I wish I could tell you all of the shit that I've been through so that that's why I don't charge hourly yeah that would be ridiculous I talk too much I have too much I want to impart because well, largely because I want to share my experience with anyone. Yeah. yeah. Like I can't yeah. talk about this with everyone. It's just, mm-hmm. I almost feel boring when I go out to dinners and stuff. Cause I'm like, you don't want me to get weird. Here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, well, I brought this uh tote bag full of leashes. Here. <laughs> it, it is Wait, hilarious. Wait, where am I headed to dinner with people or? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Like, I'm just like, no, tell me about you. I watch a lot of movies because mm-hmm. I only have like two or three hours that I'm ever free from my home where I feel okay about leaving the dogs there. Yeah. So I'm just like, I just abscond to the movies all the time. It's yeah. a, it, it, you know, working. I left my office job because I felt very isolated and this is isolated too, but it's a lot more rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I love, I could talk about dogs all day, so we're so glad you could give us more of your time today. <laughs> yes, really oh my God. It. <laughs> that helps. Uh, it's so Thanks, cool, uh, and you're so talented. Thank and you. I'm like, just, I've, I guess I've known you for like nine or 10 years or something now. And, uh, I'm like really pumped for you that you like have this cool business and it's yours and you created it. And like, and that it clearly makes you so happy. Like that's very, I'm very envious of that, you know? And I think a lot of other people are too. I was telling my brother who is a musician slash HR representative and (laughs) who is obsessed with his dog. And he was like, oh man, should I do that? I was like, yeah, just quit everything and start a dog business. I think it's a great idea. Let me put a caveat. Let me put a caveat in front of that, y'all. When when I quit my job, I I don't come from money, uh, but when I quit my job, like I had a really excellent relationship with my, with my day job and Mm. they like, they couldn't have been any cooler when I basically, they, yeah, they, they gave me like, three months yeah they, you got great. a good severance they, they hooked me up yeah. yeah yeah they gave me like three months health insurance severance like you know so I had a little bit of I, I didn't know they were gonna do that mm-hmm. and I was gonna quit anyway I was just gonna be like fuck it I'll scrounge I don't care I'll leave it to the gutter um <laughs> I do not care it's like nobody asked you to do that and you got treated well so you didn't have to do that yeah. so that's right. good <laughs> yeah I was like it's worth it not to cry at my desk every you ever asked your coworker, can you hear me crying at my desk <laughs> That's a time gamble. to leave. Yeah. Time That's to a leave. gamble. Yeah. They're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> that was a weird day. You're like, wait, what? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. So yeah, I like the little bit of the the physical aspect to it. I need that. Like, I need yeah. to just not sit and spin in my brain all day. Totally. Yeah. Fuck no. Um. So okay, but what you're saying is you don't recommend anybody ever just quit just the burning job. Burning it down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, give them notice. Like that's my, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't, I, I also was lucky that that job kind of pulled over, pulled over. I don't know. Spilled over. I got to do some side work with that job yeah. too. Oh, so good. yeah, it wasn't just like I, I put on my boots, kicked my bosses in the face and was like, it's just me and my dogs and a hobo sack. Like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm much too cautious yeah. for that. But you know, I, yeah. My bosses hooked me up. I was able to do a little bit of side work during that first year. And then turns out that like I was joking around like people in New York, 
their their apartments are expensive, so they're not having kids, so they're just getting more dogs and plants. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not you know like people tell me they're like, oh my gosh, this person is your competition, and I'm like, I don't have competition. Yeah. The dogs are flooding in. Weird, Literally. You know, I need a backline of yeah. people. Like, yeah. I can't handle it all, and there's wow. just an ab- that's abundance. Like, yeah. there's plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us. Yeah. Totally. Well, Kelly. We love you. Love you guys too. And yeah. everyone check out Hustle Pups NYC. <laughs> I mean, she she has a waiting list, but yeah. <laughs> Is it is it a website? Is it hustlepupsnyc.com? Yeah, um it's hustlepupsnyc.com and honestly, uh it doesn't seem it says that I'm a trainer, uh but like there's that I haven't really put much on the site about it. I'm just like, yeah, call me. Yeah, like that's really it. Yeah. Call me. If you need and it's a- referral, right? It's like I mean, I heard from so many people that you're like amazing with their dogs so word of mouth is everything yeah yeah like the google review and honestly the google reviews really kicked and Mm -hmm. i'm like if if you want to know what i do like and that was very hard to ask my clients for Mm. i choked on that for months but finally i was like yo like can you and they did and they really come out for me and like google reviews and facebook reviews and shit like that yelp can go fuck itself but uh Mm -hmm. that's a whole different thing um but that really helped and word of mouth has been everything like cool. I haven't had to get on my website, like bust out, you know, HTML, but, uh, you know, it does tell you where to find me. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. And on IG too, right? Mm-hmm. Hustle Pups NYC. Yeah. Zach's an excellent dog photographer. Oh. <laughs> he is. That is a great Instagram He's you have really going. Good, man. <laughs> that helps. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for coming. Thank, Thank you for spending 10 you. hours with us today, yeah. Kelly. <laughs> All now, right. Now back to training round two. Uh, yeah. No. I do have another dog. Why won't it walk? Oh yeah. You <laughs> must, yeah. You must have other dogs too. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you okay. so much. All right. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs>